In this episode, I want to talk a little bit about symbolism. And symbolism is another very broad subject, but can be narrowed down. In all my studies of esoteric literature and imagery, I've come to know that there is an orientation of east and west, left and right. And typically, all symbolism is facing north with east to the right and west to the left. The reason for this is because of the way our brain works. We have a left hemisphere and we have a right hemisphere. And generalizing, the right hemisphere is nonverbal and the left hemisphere is verbal. The right hemisphere deals with images and inspiration and the left hemisphere deals with trying to put them into words, rationalizing things down to a number, putting it into common sense. In the trivium of ancient Greece, you have grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And if you imagine it as a triangle, logic is on the left, rhetoric is on the right. And this falls hand in hand with the left brain, right brain, generalized thinking. In many teaching disciplines, the teacher will learn about people who are left brain thinkers or right brain thinkers. And construct their teaching accordingly and in a lot of symbolism you will see this play out in the imagery in a lot of religious imagery especially um, such as Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel there is a picture of Adam on the left God on the right and they are touching with their fingers if you look at the image of God it looks like the right hemisphere of the brain. And this is no accident because Michelangelo knew the, the significance of it. Again, you've got the Last Supper with Christ in the middle, six of his disciples on one side and six on the other. And this is the transition of the sun through the 12 signs going from Aries in the left all the way through to Pisces on the right. And again, it's charting the course of the sun through. So a lot of the knowledge and wisdom shows the sun rising in the east and all knowledge and inspiration comes from the east, If the dawning of consciousness. If you look at a lot of the um, buildings and temples and churches, especially in the western tradition, they are facing east, the dawning sun. And the actual church itself is laid out like a human with the feet pointing to the sun the same as we are buried so you're facing the morning sun but the church is also the skull with the stained glass windows in the east being the eyes and the skull where you enter into a church is typically where the right angular gyrus of the brain is and many studies have been done that show if you pass an electric current through the right angular gyrus of the brain, the person has an out-of-body experience. And this is typically believed to be um, quite uniform. A lot of experiments have been done and a lot of people have had this experience. So a lot of people believe that the soul and inspiration and, and when we work with mediumship, it's entering through the right hemisphere of the brain 
and then we try to analyze it with the left hemisphere of the brain and try and put it into words. When we then take an idea that we're inspired by and we process it through our left brain and then we try to then express it in different ways. If we don't use words, we try to use art, we try to use music and color and many non-verbal forms of communication. So there's this zigzagging from the right to the left to the right again. And if we look at the trivium, we're using the left brain to reason and analyze information. And then we're trying to express it rhetorically through the right hemisphere of the brain somehow. Now, when we use symbolism, it can get quite complex. But this is a very simple, generalized view of symbolism. And you will find it in nearly everything. And even though it's orientated facing north with east on the right and west on the left, this works throughout the world. It doesn't matter what hemisphere of the planet you're on, the brain works the same. The symbolism is expressed in the same way. And although many people will create symbolism very consciously, knowing about the right and left hemisphere of the brain, this will also express itself unconsciously. So people with no esoteric knowledge, they don't understand the workings of the brain, will still create the same symbolism because it's an outpouring of the inner spirit. It's an outpouring of the unconscious. There's a lot of symbolism to do with astrology, a lot of symbolism to do with the brain, and a lot of symbolism to do with the earth. Religious, spiritual, metaphysical symbolism unites together all these different disciplines because the symbolism is the same. Spirit use symbols through mediumship quite often to get a point across and it can be a form of shorthand information and I struggled with a few things over the years until I realized what the spirit world were giving me. Now it sounds like a silly very simple explanation but I'll give an example. A few times I was shown a croquet set and a croquet set is a little game played in the garden where you put these little spiked squares into the ground and you try using a stick to whack a ball through it and I would see this croquet set and I would pass on the information and some people recognized that they played croquet in their grandfather's garden when they were younger and some people would dismiss it and say no we never played croquet but I was still given this symbolism and I couldn't understand why but what was common with all these people is the grandfather took great care of his lawn in his back garden whether there was a croquet set or not this was what was uniform so I asked the spirit world why don't you just show me that why don't you just show me the the grandfather taking good care of his lawn but I work as a landscape gardener so when I see someone taking good care of grass I start thinking about golf courses tennis um, courts cricket pitches 
I start thinking about things that I'm used to, which would take me off on the wrong tangent. I would then start, my own mind will start trying to interpret the information incorrectly. So eventually I arrived at the, the, uh, the realization that that croquet set was only a symbol for a grandfather who kept good care of his lawn himself. And it stops me going off on a tangent that's incorrect. But it took time for me to work out this shorthand way of working specific to myself and my spirit team. It wouldn't be the same for you because you didn't have the same experience as I had. So as a medium, you're taking time to work out the shorthand symbolism that works well with you and your spirit team so you can get the right information to the people. And over the years, I've realized that this symbol of the croquet set means that that grandfather took good care of his own lawn. If that grandfather didn't do it himself and employed someone else, then I would then be given extra information so that something wouldn't be right. I'd get the croquet set, but I would also get this niggling little doubt in my mind. And now I know that although they took good care of their lawn, they didn't do it themselves. It took two, maybe three years of working through this for me to develop that. So that just goes to show the constant growth and development of your connection with the spirit world and how you build up your ability and your shorthand. Symbolism also comes very close with number. And the symbol of a triangle and square are very specific. The square means earth and the triangle means heaven, just to generalize. And if we go back to the ancient Greek culture and the seven liberal arts, you have four material sciences, number, number in space is geometry, number in time is music, and number in space time is astronomy. And these are the four sciences that deal with material life. And you've also got the four elements, earth, water, air, and fire. And they're what make up the material natural world we live in. Then you have the triangle, which is grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And this is the critical thinking. This is what goes on in the mind. It's not the material world, it's the higher mental world. And so this correlates with the Trinity. It represents heaven. It represents the, the Father God, the Holy Spirit, and the Son, which is either the sun in the sky, or it's Jesus, or it's that collective human consciousness as, a, as one individual soul. So the square is earth, the triangle is heaven, and this symbolism is fairly uniform. Then you get the symbolism of the stars. Stars as in the pentagram, the hexagram, which are the five and six pointed stars. The pentagram represents the elements and spirits. The six-pointed star starts talking about the planets in the solar system and how they relate to Earth. And then you get seven, eight, nine, 
10, 11, 12 pointed stars. And each one opens up a new meaning and new mathematics and a higher metaphysical meaning. And studying these and learning what they mean and the magic and practices and ceremonies that work alongside them give you a deeper understanding of the esoteric. Number especially relates to um, in vortex mathematics. You learn a lot about number and how number creates and how number helps to divide cells in the human body in, for, in the material world to help grow things. The study of this is very enlightening and I'll probably do an episode on it. But you can go and find your own information on the internet and in books about the symbolism of number and numerology. When it comes to working um, as, a, as a psychic, as a medium, as a meditator especially, you're going to get an object, a symbol or some piece of information. Maybe a song, maybe a, um, a line from a film that jumps out at you. And in meditation especially, you can sit there for a, a period of time. And in my experience, a lot of inspiration is very fleeting. You will sit there in meditation and you will receive a bunch of images in a short space of time. But the rest of the time is spent sitting there and, and wondering what you were given. Thinking about it. Digesting it. Your meditation finishes. But in the following hours and days, maybe even weeks, this symbol will keep returning to you. And each time it does, you understand it from a different point of view. And eventually you have revelations. This symbolism is trying to provoke in you deeper thoughts, deeper understandings. And more importantly, your subconscious mind recognises it, even if your waking conscious mind doesn't. So in the following episode, I'm going to do a meditation. It's a meditation based on two horses. There's a horse in the east field, which is going to represent the spirit. And there's a horse in the right left field in the west, which is going to represent the material mind, the left brain. And through the meditation, we're going to unite the two of them. And in many esoteric understandings of the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere, they're connected through the pineal gland, which is the third eye. So this meditation is designed to exercise the use of the third eye, but in a very constructed way, a very natural way. And this meditation, because it's based on two horses, is considered shamanic, very earthly. It's going to be full of rich colour, rich imagery of being out in nature and connecting with the animal spirit of the horse. The horse represents strength. It represents for a lot of people love. And the human being and the horse have had a very deep bond for thousands of years. People who ride horses, they develop a, a unison. There's a blending of the mind between the rider and the horse. And if you think of the human body as being a vehicle, 
and the soul being the rider of that vehicle. Both of them are under the influence of the spirit. So in this meditation, we're using symbolism to unite the spirit, the soul and the body working together as one in a flow of energy, working in unison as one mind connected through this unseen connection that we have. And so I hope you enjoy the meditation. I hope the symbolism, as you experience it, is going to tell you a lot about yourself. Maybe not immediately, but in the hours, the days and the weeks that follow. You can go back to these meditations over and over again. Each time you do, you'll have a richer experience. You'll get some symbol from the spirit world. You might even hear them speak to you. Or get a feeling and that's going to help you understand other things in your life other symbols you've been given other experiences you've had that you then see in a new light a new revelation so go study the symbolism around you think about how your mind works are you more of a rational left brain thinker or are you more open to imagery and inspiration? And can you work on the, th the parts that you're not so good at? If you are more of a right brain thinker, try to work on the left brain. Try to work on rationalizing things and putting things into words. And if you are a very left brain thinker, very practical and rational, try to be more inspired. Try to open up that ability to be inspired by the spirit, to be given imagery and symbolism that you can then take into the left brain and try to understand and put into words. And so through this meditation, this exercise is going to do that with both of them. And hopefully, having explained it, you'll understand why I choose the horses that I do located in the fields that they are and you'll get a, a fuller understanding of the working of your inner self. Because the way the brain works, it's a conduit for the spirit. It's a reflection of how the spirit works through us. So you get a deeper understanding, and you'll be able to explain that to other people once you've, once you've worked with it, blended with it, and understood it better. And I hope you enjoy.